0: Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran on this second Sunday of the Epiphany season. And today we're looking at the very start of Jesus' ministry here on earth as he's calling disciples. I'll be reading from John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. Which go? The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathaniel replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that, that I saw you under the fig tree? you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my Redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Floyd Earl Wagner was born on the wrong side of the tracks in Harvard, Illinois. Floyd's family was mighty poor, half a step above white trash. Of his 12 siblings, I think Floyd did the best financially. He did well with his union job and pension. He built himself a nice split-level home and always had a big, close-to-new Ford sedan. Floyd was short on the social graces and table manners, and when he laughed it was coarse and a little bit too loud. He was a hard worker, often working two jobs, and he was a hard drinker. Monday nights were his night off from his part-time job at the Standard Station and you would find him lying on the living room floor, listening to the Cubs game. Year after year, decade after decade, Floyd faithfully rooted for his Cubs, a nothing team from which no one but a Cubs fan expected much of anything. They finally won the World Series in, 12, excuse me, in 2016, though he did not get to enjoy the moment. He had died a few years earlier. Floyd was a nobody, and no one expected much of him. A kid from the wrong family, on the wrong side of the tracks, of a small Midwest town, who rooted for the wrong baseball team. He also happened to be my uncle. Not all nobodies remain nobodies. We have Marion Morrison of Winterset, Iowa. You may know of him. He changed his name to John Wayne and they're shy little and it's a of a small village in macedonia she was later known as mother teresa who would expect anything good to come from there but then who would expect anything good from the little backwater nazareth of galilee in judea at least that's what nathaniel in today's gospel text asks Jesus is starting his ministry. First, he knows that his time is limited, so he needs some followers for him to groom to carry on the ministry after his death. He calls Andrew, who grabs his brother, Simon Peter. Next, Jesus calls Philip, who calls Nathaniel to come along as well. Philip tells Nathaniel, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel looks at Philip as if Philip just told him that the Chicago Cubs were actually going to win the World Series this year. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nazareth? Home of the Savior of the world? (laughs) Yeah, right. Now, Nazareth is situated in the hill country of Galilee, a region of fishing and farming, also known for its distinctive regional accent. The HarperCollins Bible Dictionary describes Nazareth as an insignificant agricultural village. Ever hear of the Ozarks? The back hills of Tennessee? Pockets in the Appalachians? Yeah, yeah. Remember, the book of Mark records that Jesus could do few healings in Nazareth because of the resident's unbelief and lack of faith. Notice Philip does not offer a detailed explanation. He simply says, the one we read about, the one we've waited for, I met him. Come, see for yourself. Philip does not plead or coerce. Or argue with the reluctant Nathaniel, he simply invites him to come and see. The whole purpose of the Gospel of John is that we should see who Jesus really is so that we might truly trust and abide in him and thereby have true life. John 20 verse 31. Come and see. The words are simple, and warm. Come along and be part of something. Now you know the disciples were closer to the wrong side of the tracks than to high society. They were not well-educated, well-dressed, or outwardly impressive. They were common working men. Several of them smelled fishy. They would have had dirty fingernails, missing teeth, perspiration stains on their tunics. Yeah. And they were probably on the short side and used poor grammar. And then there is that Back Hills regional accent. No one in their wildest imagination would look them over and guess that they could change the world. But somehow those ordinary men changed history by their witness. Now certainly Jesus knew what he was doing when he went to the lake shore instead of the palace or the temple looking for messengers to fit the message. Because Jesus' message was one of humility, gentleness, compassion, and sacrifice. And one could not find a more humble, unpretentious group. Yet over time even they got power-hungry, and Jesus had to slap them back into a position of service. The greatest gift the world ever received, that is Jesus, came from a rural community. And still today, the rural community has lots of potential fishers of men. People who are humble, unpretentious, living lives of service to their neighbor and their community. Allow me to share a story of one such man, a man with two umbrellas. Dr. Gordon Targerson, a a Baptist pastor in Worcester, Massachusetts, was crossing the Atlantic by ship some years ago. He noticed on several occasions a dark-skinned man sitting in a deck chair reading a Bible. One day, Dr. Targerson sat down beside him and said, forgive my curiosity. I'm a Baptist minister. I noticed you're a faithful Bible reader. I'd like to meet you. After introductions, the dark-skinned man said, I am Filipino. I was born into a good Catholic home. I went to the United States as a young man to study in one of your fine universities, intending to become a lawyer. On my first day on campus, a student dropped by to visit. He welcomed me and offered to help me in any way he could. Then he asked me where I went to church. I told him I was Catholic. He explained that the Catholic church was quite a distance away, but he sat down and drew me a map. I thanked him, and he left. On the following Sunday morning, it was raining. I decided to just skip church. But then there was a knock on my door. There stood my new friend, and he was holding two umbrellas. He said that he worried I might not be able to read his map, so he said he would escort me to the Catholic Church. I hurriedly dressed, thinking all the while what an unusually thoughtful person he was. I wondered what church he belonged to. As we walked along, I asked him about his church. He said that his church was just around the corner so I suggested that we go to his church this Sunday and then to mine the following Sunday. He agreed, but somehow I felt so much at home at his church, I never got around to finding mine. After four years, I felt that God was leading me into the ordained ministry rather than into law. I went to Drew University Seminary and was ordained a Methodist minister. Then I returned to the Philippines to serve in a Methodist parish. My name is Valencius, Bishop Valencius, Bishop of the Methodist Church in the Philippines. The hero of this story is not the bishop, important though he is. The hero is a college student whose name we do not know, from where we do not know. We do know that, indirectly, many people have been brought to faith because of him. Because he served his Lord by serving those around him. Because he was faithful when the Lord called him to service. Because he lived his faith and loved his fellow man. Because he put others before himself. Because he was willing to inconvenience himself. To be of service to the Lord. We Christians are not asked to prove the truth of the Christian faith. We are not asked to persuade or convince others to accept Jesus. We only need to say, come and see. But will we? Will you invite others to receive that gift? Will you invite others to come and see? Nazareth and Warren and Bethany Lutheran Church can offer Christ to the world. Really, come and see for yourself and bring a friend. Amen.